and she's like, oh, if you, you know, if you play rough, like everything can be shown. I'm like, auntie, I'm going to play. Because it was, my dignity was on the line. My seven-year-old musical chair champion dignity was on the line. So I couldn't just throw it out for an auntie who says skirts and musical chairs do not, um, do, do not come together, do not numb, right? Yo, yo, listeners, because I always say hello, right? So, new thing. <laughs> Welcome back to Listen to Me La. So, for, uh, so I am Kav and... I am Kay. <laughs> and today, <laughs> joining us today will be uh, a very special guest. And today, we're talking about um, hashtag Pushy, like P-U-S-H-Y, like Pushy. And um, I'm very excited and interested to know what's gonna come down with this episode. Lah. Um, so before we start, as usual, I'm just gonna ask like, Kay, what does pushy means to you personally? Pushy is like someone that is pushing me to the limits of the things I don't wanna do. Like, mm-hmm. uh, it's basically like, uh, if you're familiar with animes or the kawaii culture, you're like, oh, oh, you know, the, uh-huh, uh-huh. the, the with like your with their charm and even guys do it too these days i have no idea why <laughs> even i tend to do it so that's like my image of pushy pushing some pushing people to do something that they don't really want to do like initially uh that your for for me i think it's quite straightforward lah, honestly like when i feel like pushy is like basically when like pushy to me is like micromanaging so like ah. uh, people who constantly come to you and like tells you to do something and then you're like, hey, okay, thanks for reminding, I got it. And then um, after like several, like after a few minutes and they'll come back and say the same thing again. I don't, I don't know whether it's considered as pushy, but that's how I interpret that word. Lah. So without further ado, I would like to invite our guest, uh, The Voice. So um, The Voice, you can say hi. So I am the voice, not the voice, but the voice. The so. voice. <laughs> so I think before we begin, I, I want to ask um, uh, Kat uh, a, a riddle. And I want to see um, what is your answer towards this riddle. Okay, so it starts with a father and a son getting into a car crash and rushed to the hospital. The father dies. The boy is taken to the operating room and the surgeon says, I can't operate this boy. Okay. Because he's my son. Uh, okay. wait, wait. Okay, okay, okay. So how is this possible? Um, he's... Is it? Is it because, like, he's a secret father? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the boy didn't Why know. Is secret about it? <laughs> I mean, you know, there's a term of like a father from another mother or like whatever, like something from another father or <laughs> something along those lines. Maybe he, Actually, maybe, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. Maybe the doctor got confused. Maybe he thought it was the son. It's not. No, la. it's not so, so straightforward, but I already know the answer, but just give Kat. La. So Kat, what's your final answer? Yeah. What's the answer? No, what's your final answer? Oh, because, uh, wait, whose final answer? Cat or mine? <laughs> I, think, I think that's the final answer. Like, he has, like, another father. 
like, like the one who died in the car crash is not his real father. This is his real father, the doctor. And the voice? But the thing is, um, yeah, the, the answer is actually because the, the surgeon who, who's going to operate the boy is uh, the, the son, uh, that the boy's mother. It's his Oma. Yeah, it's his oh, mom. Oh, right, right. So you see how um the mind model of leadership holds, where we don't we we don't imagine a doctor, like or a surgeon in that matter, as a woman. Like our our straight our our first thought was oh because he's a man, and you know like forty to seventy five of people could not solve this riddle, and I think even I personally was part of that forty to seventy five because initially like on the dot I thought oh it was a dude, and then there's cat here talking about secret mothers and <laughs> so yeah so coming back to um the topic of today uh it's about women in leadership and I think it's very hard even in this day and age. In 2021 to imagine a women leader and i think um we're gonna have an amazing conversation where it it's, it's not just going to talk about um why women are not leaders uh you know women are not leaders because of the patriarchal system and all that yeah we're going to touch on that but i also want to bring up this um um internal fear that women have that women were groomed with since they were little children to think that I can never be a leader and that's very interesting to look at so i just uh want to talk about uh, a research done by alexis kanda Olmsted um, on leadership capabilities um, she's actually uh, uh, a woman a feminist who founded this institution where she teaches the science of leadership which is really interesting that she dwells into the neuroscientific uh, reasons on why women are so afraid to step up to the plane and become leaders um she's she said that um when she did a study on college students in the u.s age 18 to 22 she found that more girls or more women have the um had uh the potential and is and was already using um, leadership skills um, during their college time, you know, in that 18 to 22 years old, but did not believe that they will one day be able to use these leadership skills to lead an organization or a community or a company. Whereas the boys or the men in this study uh, said that they don't really have leadership skills at this moment, they don't really use they're not using or utilizing any form of leadership skills today but they feel that one day they will you know be leading something up there it could be maybe a really small thing or big thing but they'll be leading something up there so we can see that how scared or how um uh, low confidence women have of themselves and how overconfidence men have of themselves when it comes to leadership and 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 we can see this stemming from um how they grew up so i think i would like to share my own personal experience of um of how women were thought to be um scared of um you know taking the lead so i think for me personally the reason why um 
I'm I'm a I'm a woman leader. I would say like I, I'm a leader is because of how competitive I am. Like I remember when I was playing um, what is that ah? Uh? Musical chess. Yes, a uh, musical chess. But you know we we run around. <laughs> you know we run around uh, in uh, around chess, and when the music stops, you have to sit on the the, the designated chair, the only chair that is available. So it came down, and and I was um. A, a really pro musical chair player. I didn't care if you were a girl, guy, or any 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 gender for that matter. You know, so that was one birthday party where I had to face this guy. I I knew him for a long time. He was like two three years older than me, but I did not care. That chair was gonna be mine. How old are you? And I I was um I could say seven. Yes, I was seven years old. So yeah, the competitive spirit was there from you know back in the day, and I looked him straight in the eye and I said, "Just because you're a boy, I'm not gonna take this lightly on you." And usually that's what guys say to girls, right? <laughs> and then uh, some of the aunties came and said, "Hey, you sure you want to play with this boy? He's very rough, and and you know he sh- you shouldn't be doing this. You know you're a girl." Right. Yeah, and I looked at the auntie because, and I was wearing skirt. Um, and she said, "Oh, if you you know you play rough, like everything can be shown." I'm like, "Auntie, I'm going to play," because it was my dignity was on the line. My seven year old musical chair champion dignity was on the line, so I couldn't just throw it out for an auntie who says skirts and musical chairs do not um do, do not come together, do not numb, right? So there I was, and. Um, not surprising that you know I won because when the music stopped and we our butts were just pushing and shoving each other here and there, here and there, and at the end, my big old butt shoved him out and he flew away. I mean, flew not flew away lah. He dropped down, uh, not on the chair, and then I was crowned the winner. So I think from that, from from that experience, when I recall that experience, I could see how. Uh, men. I mean, boys will always put um forward. Will always put that to like, oh, you can do it. You can take on this thing. You can take on this challenge. But girls can take on certain challenges, and you can do certain things only. And um, another another experience I would like to talk about was when I was exposed, or when I was actually um taking uh, leadership roles. For the first time, and I was exposed to these leadership roles when I was in church camps. You know, in church we have these um camps um for primary school kids. <laughs> yeah, I I think you can relate, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know, like religious camps, lah, per se. Yeah. <laughs> so and I would notice like it's, it it wasn't like back in that time. You you don't think like. Oh, I want to be a leader, so I go to the front. You just automatically have that, and I automatically always like took the reins or took in charge of you know like those station games where you're divided into groups and you have to be the leader of the group. I just automatically did that, and I found that always when I had um little boys, cause I was a little girl, little boys in my group, they were always very annoyed if I was the leader because they say that you know I'm annoying and I I'm just gonna tell them what to do. And push them around, but and, and that is when I started being a little scared of oh, 
if I take charge, they're going to say, they're going to stereotype me as this kind of person. And that is, I think we can relate back to hashtag pushy right there. Of how when women are, you know, in leadership positions, it is thought that we are, it's a, they are, they're in a pushy position. Like, like what um, Katia was saying, how uh, pushy meaning micromanaging, they see women as micromanagers or even aggressive um, women, women who are not feminine. They imagine these big old rolls coming out of the drains, you know. Oh, I want to eat you. <laughs> I, if you don't follow what I say, I'm going to eat you, you know. Those kinds of stereotypes and perceptions compared to if you were a, a man leader, which is, you know, normal. It is bold. You're bold. You're outspoken. You're powerful. You're doing the right thing. And this is very interesting to see. Uh, I just want to ask um, Kat, uh, like, do you, as a, a little girl, were you put in positions, you know, to be scared of, you know, taking the leadership role? Um, thanks for thanks for that question. I think, personally for me, I think I was um, raised and born in a pretty privileged and lucky um, environment that whether, whether or not, whether it was family or school, I've never had people judging me when I was um, as a leader. So I can relate to you. Uh, we have the same MBTI type. I don't know whether you know that, but <laughs> uh, I also love to take leadership uh, roles. And and I've never had, I think I was really lucky that I, no man ever came to me and, and judged like, or, or gave me this perception of thinking that I can't be a leader. And I, that's why I never developed any insecurities in that part. But I really like the research that you, you talked about, um, you know, like how women are generally like unconfident and then, and then like men are more confident because they see that somehow in the future, it's, you know, it's normal that I think because they have a role models to look up to a majority of them are men, right? Um, because this relates to, there was one, I think I mentioned before in some other episode, but I'm not quite sure, did I? But basically there was this um, Undi 18, competition i think it was i think it was parliament digital i'm not sure like um have you heard of it and and like they wanted more female participants because the rate of like participation was mostly men and and when i heard the co-founder talk about it um kira yusri so she was talking about how like so she asked like the female participants like why or like the people like her friends and stuff like why did, didn't you join and the participants said that, oh, because I don't think I have enough experience with, with politics. Like, yes, I debate and yes, I do policy making, but I don't think that maybe it's not right for me. I don't think I have the skills, enough skills to, to participate. And she went to interview her guy friends who I like, wanted to join. And then the guy friends were like, I have zero experience in debate, zero experience in politics. I don't know anything that's going on, but I think I can join. I think it's going to be easy. So it was really uh, funny to see how like literally the female participants have um, like her girlfriends in a way had like more experience but they still feel like they are not capable of joining and then uh, and then compared to their male her male friends um, who have their experience but think that they have the right to join um, more compared to the female her female friends so it's very interesting to see so she was telling her female friends like so do you think that um, you know, you say you don't have any experience and stuff like that. Then do you think like that male friend of yours also, uh, also have more experience than you? 
And then the girl was like, no, I don't think so. And then, then she was like, then how come he is confident enough to join? And then she was like, mm, okay, okay. And then after that, they all start joining. <laughs> it, it was, it's true, la, like what you say. Um, and I saw it like happening live. So it was really cool. I just wanted to ask like, um, Kesum as well, because he's like the only guy in the, <laughs> in the house, right? So yeah, I think, male perspective. Yeah, like a male perspective of this. Like, do you think that um, females are generally less confident when it comes to this? Or if you have any other opinions you can add to? No, I guess like, it's not in terms of confidence. It's 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 more of what we were taught when we were young, like way back in those days, you know. Uh, the, the term leadership often is often being related to physical strength, you know. Yeah. So that's why, right? Whenever when people talk about oh, female leaders, they they really think of. I'm sorry for this term, but it's like a butch leader. It's like. Uh, uh, a very strong you know a troll and anything like that it's, it's supposed to be like something hideous you know something hideous something strong that is what the perception is so uh, that is why when people talk about like confidence issues it's it's whether how you present yourself it's like oh i'm not physically strong or i don't look strong and hence my confidence level is not up to notch you know up to par with everyone else so that is just from my perspective. Like even in the male community also, it's always like the guys, you know, they have like the typical brains versus bronze kind of thing. Uh, it's always the bronze equals to leaders. You know, that, that, that stupid thing, la, that stupid mentality. La. But yeah, la, that, that's from my point of view. La. It's, it's because we were taught from like a very long time ago. And it's always like one thing that I really hate or very dislike, hate is a strong word. Okay, maybe hate, hate. But uh, it's just that women are always considered as a something, as like a side. Like wherever the man goes, the women must be the side. And even in religion also. But uh, yeah, hence we were taught from like, from the, the, from the beginning itself that women must always be like at the side. Even though it's like, and if you're, if you're, if you're referring to Bible, yeah. Uh, if you're referring to the Bible, Eve is made of... of Adam's rib, one of the hip bones, or like that. I think it's a hip. I don't know. It's one of those bones. But that's why it's like, oh, female belongs to a male. So they should be a counterpart to a male. Like, male must be like above female. I also would like to share that um, here in Malaysia, right? Did you know that women hold the majority, majority of professional level jobs in this country? majority of professional professional level jobs mm-hmm. and yeah and we are underrepresented incredibly underrepresented as leaders even though we are the majority of the professional level jobs the number of graduates we see in all in all levels um degree masters phd majority are female in this country but we are underrepresented as leaders uh, they say that even, uh, you know, in Fortune 500 companies in worldwide, la, Fortune 500 companies, there's only 4% that are women CEOs. 4%. When women make up half of that, half of the population around the world. And even in female-dominated um, um, professions like education, you know, it's female-dominated, right? We see... A uh, majority of the primary and secondary school teachers are female. 
all those who hold the top positions, you could say principal, vice principal, or even the higher ones, you know, um, working in the JPN or, you know, all those um, under the Ministry of Education, the presidents and, um, you know, the presidents for the bureaus and the leaders for these certain, certain things are all male. Have you, how many females do you see in this, um, even in this? Do, do you want to know why? That's like a little birdie told me lah. Like, in this case, right, a female, I'm, I'm not going to quote unquote who said it, but it's like a female, when they took, when they take the roles of a leader or like one of those positions, right, it's like, uh, the bullshit reasons I heard is that, one, you're having the cycle and then the emotional is imbalanced. True, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Another thing is that if that woman gets pregnant and like you masala, like you need to take the leave or anything, while guy yeah. can just stay put, <laughs> like stay in that yeah. whole position without worrying about anything. So I was like, yes, it's true. Yes, it's true. But you cannot push aside of like, you know, all of these circumstances. Like, why, why do you want to drag a woman down just because of, you know, menstruation and all of these things, right? So that that is just like someone someone told me lah. That was I was I was quite pissed off lah. No, I think because um um I just like to share this pers- a personal experience that my dad because my dad uh, runs his own company also. Um, even he himself would tell us like would share to us that I would rather hire okay in in a woman context lah. I would rather hire a single woman who is not married compared to a woman who is married. Even though they are both young, because there's a tendency for her to get pregnant and you know, uh, unpaid leave or paid leave, you know, because of maternity leaves and all that. So seeing that, you know, in front of my eyes, from my my own, you know, my my, my own uh, father, it, it, it's just it's just mind boggling. But that's just how it goes. And the only way to change that kind of narrative is for more women leaders to normalize women leaders and to you know create a a, a scene where Women leaders are accepted. You get what I mean. That means if, if a woman is a leader, she can understand, and she would she would want, uh, she would let, she would allow, and she would think that's okay because you know she has the same um, experience. And I also would like to bring up that um, eh no I blur already I jam already. Uh, ah okay cat. What about your personal experience about like do you, about maybe family members or people around you have said like what a case uh, case has said about uh, uh, not hiring women because of you know all this women baggage would they say women baggage yeah, women baggage so that's a, that's a term lah. So um my dad is also like also runs his own company and majority of his staff are also females. But uh, are females, and and I I we talked about it before, and I asked him, you know, like it's actually quite opposite. I asked him like, why why you don't hire like any males? And then he said, because females are the only one who applies, and they seem and they seem like you know they could do a better job. So like so, you know, sometimes I think about it also like what even though like you know they have like maternity leave and stuff like that, but would you really hire? Because let's if you disregard like gender right and only look at merit and skills so would you really uh, hire a long-term person who is unexperienced and like is unskilled as compared to like a person who is skilled but then maybe every like three years um she would have to take off like for a few months like would you really 
want to hire someone just because that person can be there throughout the whole the whole thing like the whole work span and stuff like that so he said that it's really not not a good uh, he that that's uh, an opportunity cost uh, like he really don't think that it's worth hiring someone um even though their skills is not like up there and i was like oh yeah yeah you know like you're right and, and stuff like that and then and i totally agree with the one where you said like if there are more female leaders then it's more this kind of thing will be more more normalized as well and you will really understand from from their perspective and um yeah so that's that's like what what i have uh, when it comes to like, hiring females in in the workforce but just on a curiosity level though why has it not been normalized yet what do you think that becoming a, like a wall or a barrier for it to be to get normalized in this country religion mm-hmm. because um all, all, all the religions teach that women play a very significant role in raising children and you know after and and must produce i mean like of course in the in the books it's not said you have to produce children but it's an obligation from society religion society uh the conservative society that we live in uh to to raise children and when children is in the context is in the picture how can you really further yourself in your career because you are the, the thing is women are put in this situation that they have to choose between career or family which you can't see that in 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 men men don't have to choose you know men can be men can have 10 kids at home and still be a ceo of like three companies and come back like oh you know it's chill i provide for the family it's a whole different ball game for women and, and it's a very sad thing to see and to 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 think of it uh, as to change right it's going to take a very long time and for women also to stand up and say that i don't want this anymore which is very hard because like i said before we were stemmed we were we were taught to you know uh to conspire to marriage and to conspire to raise children like women are put on this world for this this and this so once you already have that in your brain Mm-hmm. <laughs> in your mind <laughs> how can you change it from there and i think like people like you know katlia and me we were also taught that but you know we were the lucky few i i i get to say the, uh use the word lucky because um we were fortunate enough also i would like to use the word uh privilege you know in a matter to to have you know um uh tools of globalization tools of globalization like technology to expose ourselves to what um other communities around the world other societies around the world how they live in and that's how we um came out of the box of um of how our conservative um lineage our conser- conservative um thinkings and teachings were and coming out of this so i think if you look at Malaysia it's going to be a very um long 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 process because even if like i i think i've shared this previously with you guys like my professor she's an amazing woman she's an amazing professor but she still needs to go back home and feed her five children cook clean uh the house and everything for the five kids where her husband comes home and just relaxes and goes to sleep and this is a real a real story and i asked um a uh, prof professor why why is it like that it's like because that's the promise we made to each other you know like god, even, god. Yeah, we uh 
uh, I can brings money, even though she brings money, but he somehow brings money, and he just take care of the kids lah, and make sure they have um, you know, food on the table every day, and uh, yeah, it's it's very hard lah to to speak on this because women, even women themselves are not ready for that change, you know. They also would. I mean, if you ask majority of the women, they also would rather have a male to be their leader. That's an interesting topic to talk about, also. Yeah, I've heard. I've I've seen that also. Like I've I've seen like many group assignments. I mean, the most simple like simple example uh, would be like group assignments, but but clearly even though the male couldn't uh can't lead, but just because in that group there's like maybe five, maybe four uh girls and one guy, and then everyone just like, automatically looks at the guy, uh for him to lead. I don't know. It's like uh. A thing, you know, like the what do you say about the mindset? Um, uh, what was it? I wanted to say something just now, but I so blank now. It's okay. Um, maybe if you have anything else to add, you can. Uh, I'll tell you again when I remember. <laughs> yeah, I I also I I want to also talk about the this. You know, uh, coming back to uh, women in leadership. So uh, yes, yes, you came back to your yes, yes. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> so no, because I remember just okay. Someone was asking like, why do you think what's the wall, right? That why people are still like this. And then you mentioned on religion and and society. And I feel like the intersection between this is education, um, because I really I I don't know whether I'm being too idealistic or optimistic or what lah, but I really feel that education can shift that whole systemic uh, mindset. Very interesting. Even even when there are you know women leaders out there, you know like those uh, running their own companies, uh, leading their own startups and stuff, can we stop? Like can we stop this like uh? Names, like special names for these women: girl boss, boss babe, confident woman, ambitious woman. Like, can we stop that? Like, like I, I feel like, okay. Maybe as a woman, she wants to feel, you know, unique and empowered. Yeah. yeah, but separating this right is for me personally. Maybe this is a very controversial um uh, conversation. But then separating. Leader or boss by boss babe, you're 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 like letting people know that this is like a a very separate thing, you know. Like maybe this is like a a second tier, a boss, a second tier leader, you know, uh, not a, a not the same level. And I I I see. I've heard a, I've heard a, a podcast um, about uh, leadership many years ago, and they were talking about all these um. Boss babe, girl boss, you know all these uh, words, and how it 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 affects how people view women in leadership. Of how it's like it's a second level pinky gold dust uh, leadership, which I'm not saying pinky and gold dust is not good. That's my favorite color. Enough. If I had a company, I would like you know paint it. Pinky gold dust. Yeah, you know, but separating um. You know, women leaders and male leaders, you're like already creating its own gap, its own barrier of its own. So I think that okay, if all of you listening, uh, maybe we can start just saying, uh, you as a leader, like Leah. Oh, that's a leader, and not Leah hashtag boss babe. You know, you know things <laughs> like that. Like this, this changes can really affect um, yeah. you know, a lot of things. 
yeah. Truly, truly, yeah. I mean, like, it, it, when you when you're gonna mention like hashtag boss bitch or like hashtag something something, you know, like, it is one empowering, yes, but it it creates like a perception like, oh, it's only for women. Oh, it's their their group. Like, uh, it it doesn't cover the 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 male dominant majority. You know, it's like ah, uh, there is just a woman thing, and let them feel empowered in their own community. You know, it's not like inclusive, like every single people. It's just that yeah. it's for them. You know. I'll add something like really quick. So basically, like I think that you know, like how some people be like, yeah, we're an inclusive company or organization because we have women having like leadership roles. And then when I ask like in what department, and then they'd be like, in the women department. And then I'm like, yeah. and I'm like, but she's good. I'd be like, but she's good in education. And then they're like, oh yeah, but the education is like a, a guy like, because it's like education and and like pertahanan, of course, like, a guy and everything like that, right? Finance. Yeah, 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 finance all, and then I'm like, then what the what do the what's the girl what's the head of di- director for these departments? And they they were telling me like, you know, um, they are in charge of um women, family, like hard wanita and like all all of this. And then I'm like, anything else? And then they be like, maybe environment. Uh, but I think that's it. Now like, why do you think that they can't do any other departments? <laughs> like, why do you think that? Um, they can only do like women department. What is what is that? You know. So, yeah. I just wanna. I I have something to add. Oh, it's so juicy. <laughs> it's so good, babe. Because um, I mean, I mean, you know, I'm in the political um, I'm in the political realm. You know, um, I I specialize um currently like uh research in peace peace and conflict resolution and stuff. Uh-huh. So there was like this conversation about uh UN women and um women um, sectors in companies why is it uh, that women are only in those sectors like un women or like the un peacekeeping for women like why is it like they're only that and they had a conversation with uh, you know southeast asian women leaders um who are you know active in uh, the, the leader roles of uh, women peacekeeping in southeast asia and even they said like we we are more than just women and that really like really struck me like yeah why we are more than just women we are conflict resolution researchers you know we are researchers we are doctors we are professors we are not just women who you just class in or just put in a box in a department called women to serve women because from from what we know women what men have been in women department since god's age they have been making decisions for women since the time the god's time what time you say lah what time but that time and why women are here lim- so limited you know to just women department is like a very interesting thing to talk about so yeah thank you leah for bringing it up <laughs> all right uh thank you so much uh the voice for sharing this topic oh i oh i really wanted part two uh <laughs> But then we are, we, are, we are nearing towards the end of this episode. So The Voice, is there anything that you'd like to convey to Malaysians in terms of this hashtag pushy, if there's no such thing as judgment? Mm, I think um, I think this message I want to uh, tujukan. Tujukan is what? Uh, focus. Uh, share. Focus on uh, girls in particular, young girls, girls in, you know, secondary school or just in entering college, you know. Uh, I just want to say that uh, don't limit yourself to only a few um, jobs or a few types of careers or a few types of 
societies that you want to be part of. Don't limit yourself because there's so much more you can explore. And just as a man could or just as a boy could, you should test every ocean that there is. You shouldn't just limit yourself to all these little few things that people are people uh you have been taught to um uh, only know that kind of things so yeah that's all awesome uh, so if you have any shout outs you can just throw ahead now shout outs to martina uh she's such an amazing person i wish i wish we could like invite her also for this podcast i think she would give such amazing input for this podcast so yeah shout out to martina michael underscore on instagram thank you also is she a social influencer uh, um in her in her mind yes but <laughs> in, her, in her tiny little mind yes <laughs> Awesome. So just please, listeners, please follow Martina again. Martina at where? Martina Michael underscore at Martina Michael underscore. Awesome. Thanks so much. All right. Uh, so thanks again to our the voice for today. Oh, she's gonna come back soon. Because <laughs> I can feel the rage. I have the rage too. <laughs> But okay, thanks again for our listeners. Please Google us on Listen to Me at Listen to Me Lah with an H at the back. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're inviting you to become guests for our future episodes, and that uh, the application forms are now in our link on our bio on our social media. So thanks again to everyone. Basically, uh, that's all for today, and see you next episode. Bye. Bye.